Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast, brother. Episode 6, Every Monday Night Raw is another story. Here we are, once again. Amazingly enough, we have not been canceled off all the streaming services like Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Deezer! Nuts. Stitcher. All that fun stuff. I want to thank everybody once again for listening Got some listens, got some plays, got some downloads, got a lot of good comments, got a bunch of people want to be guests on the show already. I don't know why the fuck they want to put up with our bullshit. <laughs> they were saying that before we even, before launched, we even the first launched episode. So really appreciate the support out there. Just just love the fans, love the peeps, and love people giving us comments about it. Good or bad. Don't don't care. Just love it. <laughs> just love. Just love. Don't hate. For, just love just for love. all of you guys. We're just having a lot of fun here on the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at treehillwf.podcast. Wow. I've got it down now. so good. We're six episodes in now, so I should have this shit down by now. Yeah. So the other day, we were thinking, how many people actually made a Tree Hill podcast? Because we all know. (laughs) Hold on, brother. (sighs) Yep. So there's so many wrestling podcasts out there. There's, there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad ones. Well, I don't listen to the wrestling podcast. I do. I really don't give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> there's tons of wrestling podcasts out there. Some good, some great, some terrible, some middling. There's just basically anything that you would want. An Attitude Era, New Generation Era, Hulkamania one, a backstage look at things. Any wrestler, all wrestlers, everybody. They just do podcasts about wrestling. Every Joe Blow does a fucking wrestling podcast. So obviously we want to change it up because there's way too many of those. Looking back, seeing how many One Tree Hell podcasts there are, there's probably like a dozen out there that people who actually made one tree hell podcast so we were going through one night and listening to some of these podcasts okay i'm gonna say like to be fair we do have the drama queens oth podcast that's from the three main girls from the show hillary burton bethany joy lens and sophia bush excellent podcast might i say amazing so So we were kind of curious we were like okay well what else is there because you never know like are we the only ones i wasn't sure so we did our due diligence (laughs) and realized that before releasing one episode of the tree hill wrestling federation podcast we realized that we're the best fucking one tree hill podcast (laughs) on streaming services besides drama queens there is only a handful of them and all of them 99 percent of them are 
fucking terrible. Terrible mics. They either quit after a few episodes or like, you know, when you're listening to a podcast and you can tell someone backed away from their mic, but they're still talking. Backed away. It sounds like they filmed it inside a fucking cardboard box in a gymnasium. Why the (laughs) fuck do people put out Tree Hill podcasts? Because anybody who does it, besides us and the fucking actresses from the show, are terrible at it. They have terrible mics. They they just don't know what they're doing. They have a terrible idea for the show. They have terrible voices. What have you. Either way, mm-hmm. if you want to get divorced, start a One Tree Hill podcast. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yes, we are starting a One Tree Hill podcast, but it's amalgamated with wrestling. So... Our relationship, and we're not officially married. Our relationship is stronger than ever. Our bond. There's a way to get out, not as legally. <laughs> our bond is like the <laughs> mega powers, brother. Can you feel? Can you feel it? Can you feel the power? Oh the power God. of the fucking warriors. He's weird, guys. Either way, there's about a dozen One Tree Hill podcasts out there, and none of them are worth listening. Not trying to toot our own horns, but hard no on those other ones. Not. not Name and names, but yeah, it's it's rough out there. So we're changing that. We're making sure that us and the drama queens are actually putting out some decent content and a good One Tree Hill podcast. And what makes it good is wrestling. The nice thing about drama queens, and this is something I love, is because it's the actresses from the show, they are getting guests that were also on the show. And they can also offer insight. Yeah, like they have behind the scenes, like what it was like filming and... You know, they go into some of the drama as well with the sexual assault allegations. Well, kind of. They're trying to take back the show as their own after having such terrible things kind of happen and come out. Mm -hmm. So, But there's all these delusions of grandeur of, you know, I love my wife and I'm going to start a 187 episode podcast. Okay, someone was starting a podcast with their significant other. They didn't even live in the same state. Not in the same country, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But they were like we quite a ways other. away from each we other. Love each we're going to do this whole show, 187 episodes. They made it to 10? Something like that. <laughs> they got divorced and quit. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't know the story behind it. Maybe they were just like, yeah, no, we're done. Either way. We have made that bond that we are gonna see it through through 187. We live episodes. together, so there's it's just no getting around that, it. So yeah. either way, we're in it to win it. <laughs> so here we are. We are at the December 9th episode, 1996 of Monday Night Raw, and it is the go home show for in your house. It's time. Now, Why do, you, do I put up with him? I don't know. Do you know what a go home show is? Go the fuck home, bitch. Do you know what? I a, don't know. I don't fucking care. It's wrestling. I don't give a fuck. You're going to give a fuck by the end of this podcast. A go home show is the final show before a pay-per-view. So they get their final promotion in. They get all the stars. They're going to be on the pay-per-view. Their last bit of screen time before they have their big matches. You have to pay 30 fucking dollars for the next episode. I have to watch a fucking pay-per-view again. Two hour pay-per-view, brother. Enjoy. Enjoy. Two hours of One Tree Hill for you, bitch. Nice try. That's not the format. <laughs> Ugh, and that's not that's how this works. Not fair. Dude. Not fair. 
another cold open for Monday Night Raw. I, I think hate they've. That shit. I think by this time, though, I think they've almost done away with the theme song. They're just like, you know what? This is old. We've had this since the beginning in 1993. We're just gonna say, hey, fuck it. We're just gonna go straight into it. Fuck it. I don't like that. Whatever. It's a little jarring. Yeah, it starts, but whatever. You're in it. It's there. Let's go. First guy coming out. It's fucking Psycho Sid. World. Ramen noodle mullet can't spell worse <laughs> shit, Sid. Yeah, that's the thing. I understand the alliteration, like Psycho Sid, like S sounding, so they spell it S Y C H O Sid. I saw but it on a sign. Is... Someone was holding up a sign, and I was like, <laughs> "It's like they can't who spell? fucking made that sign? They can't spell worse <laughs> shit." And Sean starts laughing at me, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" No, literally, like someone needs to go to school. And he's like, "Well, they call it." No, like it's Vince McMahon who needs Sid. to like, go to school, brother. I'm like, fuck no, this yeah. isn't right. Yeah, no, Vince is all about the alliteration. So let's spell psycho with an S. Psycho Sid versus <laughs> Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the Greenwich snob, the blue blood, the intercontinental the champion, Prince. the Disney prince against the world champion. Which, by the way, he has terrible fucking acting skills. Yeah, you made <laughs> note of that. You made note of that. So when oh, was so Trips bad. was coming down to the ring, he got, I don't, I wouldn't say blindsided, but Sid came out of the ring while he was making his entrance mm. and he kind of, you know, went right after him before the match even started, took him down, threw him in the ring. Okay, but then Triple H was just like, like he's been like beaten up technically already yeah so then he starts like taking off his suit jacket and his shirt, <laughs> and, his shirt. and then he dramatically throws himself into the corner <laughs> of the ring and acts like it like he was thrown there like there wasn't any taking off of clothes or anything it was just like damn you need to go to acting school bro <laughs> well it's wrestlers i mean they're not never the greatest Fuck actors sakes. anyways but there comes times when they are. But yes, if I was ever in a fist fight after I got dumbing a few times, I probably wouldn't be like gracefully taking off my clothes before I throw myself into a corner so dramatically. Yeah, and he acts <laughs> he acted like being thrown he was thrown into the corner he wasn't by thrown. Psycho Sid. He wasn't thrown <laughs> and he's acting like he got like fucking knocked out by it. I'm like He's selling the beat down, dude. Okay, but he's selling it terribly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I is, am not buying. This is early Triple H. He's not even Triple H yet. He's only Hunter Hearst Helmsley at this okay, point. Okay, well, he's a little pussy Disney prince. <laughs> he needs to fucking get it together and act proper. He acts proper. He's a fucking Greenwich blue blood. He acts more proper than anybody in the company. He okay, curtsies he when he comes to the oh ring. So he's God. quite proper, if he I may say so. He needs to act proper when it comes to like, you know. And why are you the authority on acting proper in a wrestling ring? You never step foot in a 20 by 20 squared circle, dude. No, why would I? And you never will. <laughs> it gets announced by Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, and Vince McMahon, who are at ringside for this match. They announced that Shawn Michaels is going to be at ringside for the pay-per-view match this Sunday uh, between Brett and Sid. So Shawn Michaels is going to be right there getting a first-hand look at his competition for his big San Antonio Alamo Dome in front of 93,000 fans, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Jumped from 72 to 93 this time. Uh, he's, so he'll be at ringside for that main event match at the pay-per-view. And then we go to the finish. It's kind of a nothing match, but Sid hits Hunter with 
his choke slam, which sets up the power bomb, or as you like to call it, the magical dick suck maneuver. <laughs> I didn't call it that exactly, but you know, whatever. You they shade love every that single spot that involves a man putting his face anywhere near the crotchal region of another man. Oh yeah, they love that shit. It's a very important spot, the power bomb. But he doesn't pin him. Power ball. Power bomb. <laughs> he doesn't pin him though. Triple H takes a powder. He rolls to the outside because he's a pussy, and he walks away. And I don't even remember hearing a count from the no. ref, but we all know how great referees are. Because they're fucking bullshit. <laughs> don't even hear a count, and all of a sudden we hear the bell, and he's counted out, and the match is over. It's a fucking stupid finish. I understand they don't want hunter to get pinned because he's the intercontinental champion but the same point it's like you couldn't let your world champion pin your intercontinental champion after hitting his finish like it just didn't make any fucking sense but whatever thanks vince damn it next up second match we have chicken mcnugget glitter juiced up wow and his chicken mcnugget sauce a little glittery. It's very glittery. Very glittery. So gold dust being like, you know, gold dust. He likes to have gold glitter He's come down. fucking chicken McNugget. I don't understand why you call him a chicken McNugget. Nugget. Have you ever got chicken McNuggets? Yeah. They're golden. They're not they're not as golden as gold dust. He's way more gold than a chicken McNugget. Okay, but when he comes out, I'm like, ah, it's a chicken McNugget. Cool. Well, glitter juiced up McNugget sauce gold dust against Bart Gun. And who uh, is Bart Gun? He's scissor bitch's scissor brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's scissor brother. Scissor brother. Scissor me, brother ass. Oh, man. Why is there so many of them? There's there's lots. Anyways, yes, it's called Dust against Bart Gun in a match. A match. a match. Just a match. It's just a match. It's a one on one. He like was trying to figure out what it was, but you it's know. just a match. It's, it's a one on one, one fall to a finish. No one gives a shit. It's Scissor Brother, and it's there's glitter fucking juice. glitter all over the place. Not just that. Did you like how Golda started the match by throwing glitter in Bart Gun's face? <laughs> isn't oh, that a disqualification? That, that, isn't that a foreign object? Like that should be a disqualification in my book. But whatever. do you get like PTSD from glitter? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but Jr. has one of the lines of the night and says, "You you can't trust a Texan, King. Can't trust people from Texas, apparently." So he gets the glitter juice in the face, bark gun, (laughs) and then Jr. with another banger. uh, After he throws the glitter juice in his face, Jr. quips. Bart has seen more spots than Cruella Deville. Do you understand that I, joke? Cruella DeVille. Yeah, no, I know. Lots of spots. Yeah. So Bart's seeing more spots. Okay. After getting glitter juice thrown in his face. I know, it was a little okay. over your head, but it's okay. And then he also calls... <laughs> a little over my head. <laughs> and he also call her, calls Marlena's cigar a cigar. Oh, my God. Because I'm from Oklahoma, King. I mean, honestly, some of these matches, they're so bad, so you kind of have to just enjoy and be entertained by the commentary because it's more entertaining than the actual match half the time i can't even hear the commentary properly i just have to turn it up then no 
You don't. Yeah, we do. Especially when Paul Bear's on the screen. We oh, really no, gotta no. turn it up. We can mute that shit. <laughs> so right in the middle of this match, we get a daddy ass promo. And he once again is watching a TV in the backstage, watching his brother wrestle, and then he cuts. But apparently they hate each other. They do now because they were tag team champs multiple What's times. What's with brothers hitting, hating each other well, it's either- in this entire podcast? It's not only wrestling brothers that hate each other. Brett Nolan, Barton, Billy, Nathan, and Lucas. Also Nathan and Lucas yeah, and Dan and Keith. Told you, sibling rivalry. <laughs> it's such a thing. Wow. And yeah, see how many comparisons, contrasts, amalgamations there are between One Tree Hill fucking word again. and wrestling. We should probably do an over-under count of how many times I'm going to say that word on the podcast. But... Yeah, shiny ass Bart. Oh my god, he's looking like Gold Dust. He's got glitter juice all over his back. And Gold Dust, his finish is the curtain call. Kind of a reverse, not quite a DDT, but it's kind of a reverse suplex slash DDT where he has him in a reverse DDT position, picks him up, and drops him down. But he doesn't win with his finish. He wins with a fucking chop block. <laughs> he fucking what the fuck is that? So when the guy has his back turned, the other guy goes and just like kind of clotheslines the back of his leg, like close to his ankle. It's called a chop block. Also happens in football where you kind of just like hit a guy in the back of the leg. You can't do it in football, but you can do it in wrestling. And Goldust won this fucking match with it. Literally chop blocked a guy for the one, two, three. So it shows how bad Bart is. And I understand Billy's plight of his brother that he lost by a fucking chop block. (laughs) (laughs) And so Billy has every fucking reason to not like his brother for losing in that fashion. Then he comes out, cuts another promo in ring. I think he kind of got his point across earlier in the match. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we get it. We get it, daddy ass. Okay, your brother sucks. So now he's on a singles run. That's probably not going to last very long. That's okay. Then we get a backstage promo with Justin Hawk Bradshaw and Uncle Zeb. (laughs) Fucking Carrie Bradshaw. Uncle Zeb spent 11 months in Vietnam. So, you know, he's pretty tough, apparently. Apparently. And they're uh, threatening Double J, Jesse James, as you like to call him. Brokeback Mountain. They're threatening him with the branding iron, brother. The branding iron right on the booty. It's going to burn. It's going to hurt so bad. It's literally fucking ink. Yeah, that ink could sting, though. You never know. Clearly not, because (laughs) if it did actually sting, even like a little bit, they'd be like in pain. They'd react. (laughs) No one's fucking reacting (laughs) to this shit. If someone was like, you know, if they at least made it, I don't know, make it look like there's like red around where the ink branding is. Maybe get like like red ink. Red ink around it act like it actually hurts maybe like make it believable they branded two guys if they're gonna do it make it fucking believable yeah they do it in yellowstone they can figure it the fuck out (laughs) this is 1996 so this is way before cgi and fucking yellowstone they need to figure it the fuck out i'm done (laughs) i'm done with this shit (laughs) the branding but before we get the next branding, we got a quick little Karate Fighters promo oh for the God. big Monday Karate Fighters final. Although I did have Samurai Ninja and I had Tiger Ninja Karate Fighters. I did not have Stonehead. Which Sky Dancers did you have? 
I don't even know the names of them. No, that's unfortunate. You know what we should do is on the Instagram page just post pictures of like I can karate fighters find and sky dancers. Dude, dude, the one picture is sky dancers and one picture of karate fighter. I think I saved one. And actually. then we need a fight between a sky dancer and a karate fighter and see who fucking wins. Sky dancer all the way. Yeah, I mean they could fly around the room, right? But no sky dancers in this next match because it's a handicap match between Uncle Zeb. And Justin Hawk Bradshaw against Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> against Double J Jesse James. Brokeback Mountain. Handicap match. We also keep getting the promo for the big street fight, the uh, no holds barred match between Undertaker and Mankind later tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Over and over and over again. They really want to put over that. Yes, Undertaker, Mankind, no holds barred. But they keep saying it's the first time that they're having a no holds barred match. And yes, that's true. But no holds barred means anything goes. No disqualification. Their boiler room brawl was no disqualification. Their buried alive match was no disqualification. They've already had two no DQ matches, but now it's no holds barred, so it's new. No holds wow. barred. No holds barred is actually wrestling really- is so original. It is. And <laughs> No Holds Barred is also a great Hulk Hogan movie. What? We'll we'll have to watch it and review it one day. That is why one later on in the podcast we'll have no. to watch No Holds Barred. <laughs> Believe me, a lot of no. people are going to appreciate that one. It's we don't need happen. to do that. No. Then you have to watch Cinderella Story. Sure. I don't care. Chad Another Mike. Chad, Chad Michael, Michael Murray. Murray. I'm totally okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> so I would like to get back to the match, but honestly, it's not that great of a match anyways. It was I mean, terrible. You know, these guys suck. This is before any of them had any kind of star power. It's a terrible handicap match, especially because Zebekai is in it. I mean, he's... Not even a wrestler at this point. But we do get a double J roll up and we get a what? A doctor fucking bitch distraction. The doctor will see you now. But to no avail because Zeb and Bradshaw, they do the hilarious spot of you know where they hook the guy's arms and then he's gonna hit him with the branding iron he moves out of the way at the last second and and nails his own partner with the branding iron who doesn't even fucking sell it either (laughs) again doesn't even sell it and so at least act like you're in fucking pain but they don't and then double j (laughs) he gets the win off the accidental branding shot and then post-match bradshaw he's done with zev he's like you fucked this up you hit me with the branding iron so now he's gonna give him a clothesline pre-hell okay so the question i have as well is why the fuck okay with wrestling yes everything is like meant to happen that way it's predetermined yes but You'd think that maybe one day, instead of repeating the same storyline, like he accidentally hits his like partner or brands him or wherever the fuck happens, mm-hmm. and instead of them getting pissed off at each other and that's now a pissing match, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, sorry, bro, that fucking sucked." Yeah, it's okay, bro. I love Where's you. the drama in that though? But that would be really cute. You know what? <laughs> they have done that though. They, that happened. That I've seen. How much wrestling have you watched? Six episodes. Six episodes. I have 30 plus years under my belt. So I've seen a few. 
wrestling matches over the years uh-huh. and i know full well that yeah maybe partners accidentally hit each other but they don't always turn on each other because of that eventually they'll probably turn on each other but not at that moment every single time because it's like you know if i accidentally hurt my friend like went to go and kick something a ball and accidentally kicked my friend okay and she got pissed off at me about it i'd be like the fuck man yeah but you wouldn't have a six-month program about your rivalry together no, and have a hell in a cell dumb. match because of dumb. It. But we're not in wrestling. These guys. Thanks, fucking God, we're are. not in wrestling. These guys are. Now we go to Jim Ross, and he's going to interview Brett the Hitman Hart before his big pay-per-view match with Sid at In Your House. It's time. <laughs> I don't understand Brett's thinking here. Brett's a very psychological guy. He's quite smart. He knows how to wrestle a match his way to his advantage, and he knows how to get the job done. He's a multiple-time world champion. He's the three-time world champion at this point. But JR asks him what this match is going to be like, and Brett literally says, it's not going to be a tech... It's not going to be a technical match! It's not going to be a technical match. Why not? You're literally the excellence of execution. You're the greatest technical wrestler ever. Why wouldn't you make Sid wrestle your match? Why would you want to street fight this guy? How does that make sense? I don't know. Whatever. It's kind of like, I don't know. Maybe he's thinking that he won't win as like a technical. That's the best way for him to win. I I know, but maybe, I don't know. Because if he's going to street fight a 6'10 guy, he's probably not going to win. But if he takes it to the ground and technically wrestles him, he's probably going to win. So why wouldn't he? I don't understand his thinking here. It's not very Canadian of him. It's not very smart. No, that's not very Canadian of him. <laughs> Either way, his horrible psychology aside. I mean, can... he is from Alberta. Ooh, oh, you're calling out Alberta people now? Oh, boy. Now all the listens from Alberta is going to go shooting down, brother. Just because yeah. you shaded people from Calgary. How dare you? <laughs> well, don't shade people from Death Valley because this next match involves Mankind in The Undertaker. And we get the Mankind promo before the match where he's in Dubai in a that desert. Was so Stupid. Like, I want to go home, Uncle Paul. I want to go home. And he's like playing with sand in his hair. And I don't even know why they're in Dubai or if they're actually in Dubai or if they just found like a weird kind of desert or beach or something to do this I in. I don't know. I honestly don't know why they did this. But Anytime that mankind is on the screen, <laughs> I'm like, no thanks. Time to check out. And before it, we have the match, it's not too bad but we get another one of these fucking royal rumble promos with these two loser guys who are apparently shacked up in the alamo dome in front of ninety nine thousand fans and they got there six seven weeks early and now they somehow made their way into the locker room because they're they paid for these tickets and then they're early but somehow they have access to the locker room at the alamo dome and the one guy turns to the camera and he's like bad things man yeah, that was weird. <laughs> so fucking dumb. This is your promotional campaign for your biggest Royal Rumble yet. Okay, cool. But it is brought to us by Starburst. What's your favorite flavor of Starburst? I I don't know. Probably strawberry. Strawberry? Yeah. Orange. Orange for the win, always. You're obsessed with orange, bro. I fucking love orange. And I have orange shoes, too. 
Orange yeah. is the greatest. Our kitchen is orange. That was my mom's decision, not mine. That is a great decision. Our house is just autumn colors. Like our the entire rest of the house is yellow and green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so love orange. All about the fall colors in here. That's right. As this match is beginning, JR makes the statement about mankind. Mankind rather fight a man than make love to a oh woman. God, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. What? <laughs> like, what was the point of it? I mean, I guess he's trying to make the point that, like, you know, he, he wants to be in a wrestling match. He wants to fight people. He wants to fight people so bad that he'd rather do it more than making love to his well lovely wife, Colette, that he has a few kids with. Oh. Yeah. Hey. That's surprising. <laughs> you only know Mick Foley as Mankind the character You don't know him as the man Mick Foley no. You know Dan Scott As the character Dan Scott But you don't know Paul Johansson As the the guy No, You know so that's the thing It's it's just the same they're actors They play parts they're real people They just have on screen personas It's just weird to me How is it it's not any It's different. just weird to picture like you know how Someone acts something so good that no matter who they are as an actual person you think of them in that role like i think of paul as dan's god all the time yeah when he's actually not like that he's actually a sweet person same with like an actor from season four that's gonna come up Mm -hmm. you think of him as one way but then they just did an interview for the Drama Queens podcast, an interview with him, and he is such a sweet guy. And it's just like all I'm picturing in my head is the part he was playing. Because that's all you've been shown. And that's the same with Mick Foley, so too. Wild. All you've seen of this guy is mankind, this deranged lunatic. But yet, he has a wife and kids, and he's a real guy, and he's done comedy tours where I've met him, and he is an amazing dude. Is he as ugly as people keep saying? No, like he's a, he's not a bad looking dude. Like he's not the greatest looking. Picture. Okay, one sec. Okay, here you go. Oh, yeah, he should keep the mask on. Oh, <laughs> mean. <laughs> so mean. Either way, he does have a mask on in this match, and he'd rather fight a man than make love to him. Do you like the one where he called it an old-fashioned slobber knocker? Oh my yeah. god, that was disgusting. Get used no, to that, brother. That oh my god. <laughs> JR, you got JR's lines and there's so many oh. of them, but that's one of the biggest ones. This is gonna be a slobber knocker, King. That is not what I think of. And it wasn't really much of a slobber knocker because Undertaker almost squashed Mick in this match. He was all over him, and he was doing that psychology bit, going after the mandible claw so he can't put it on him in the match. And he's actually, again, wrestling a very smart match. And, yeah, it was looking like a squash match. And here comes down the aisle the big run-in from the Executioner, your favorite. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Paul Bear's on the outside! He needs to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can someone duct tape that man's mouth shut, please? Uh, even after the run-in from the executioner, Mankind has a funny little spot. 
when he back when he was in WCW, his finish was he would jump off the apron to the outside with an elbow drop. So he did this to the Undertaker, but he put the Undertaker's foot on a padded chair <laughs> and jumps <laughs> off and does the elbow drop. And you can hear the pop. You can hear the pop in the leg. So apparently Undertaker's legs all fucked up after getting hit with oh a padded God. chair. Hear that pop. And I'm thinking that karate fighters drove a dump truck full of money up to Vince McMahon's house, Vince McMahon's house and said, here you go. Get our shit in. Get our fucking karate fighters promos. So over it. Every single time you can, right in the middle of a Mankind Undertaker match. So now he's got the mandible claw on Undertaker. He's got him down. Undertaker comes back up. He wins with the... Maybe I should watch more wrestling while I'm high. Oh, it's a good time when you're Because big, maybe bro. I'd like... It's a good time. Enjoy it more. Because like, I get to this point and I'm just like, eh, I'm bored. You know? Like when we're watching it, I kind of get like I check out a little bit. Yeah, some of the Raws, they don't have the greatest guys on it for They're sure. Boring. But we're getting there. Believe me, 96 is not a great year for WWF, but we get into 97 and it starts to get a lot better. And especially around 97, 98, it's probably the two greatest years for wrestling, in my opinion, for just the ridiculousness that happens and how much good stuff there is, too. We'll get there. We're we're building. We're getting there. Same with One Tree Hill. We're building. It's good, but it, it's going to get better. There's going to be more stuff. It's building. It's all about the character development at start. You don't know these guys yet. You're going to know these guys. Same with the One Tree Hill characters. I know them, but I don't know them very well, and they will develop in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Undertaker wins with the tombstone. Executioner's in. <laughs> With the thumb to the carotid artery, brother, and puts him down, and we fade to black. And now we set up in your house. Mm. It's time. Three predictions I need from you for this pay per view. Three <sighs> matches that we know of. We know of a few more, but there's three matches in this pay per view. And I need your prediction of who's going to win first, being The Undertaker versus The Executioner in an Armageddon rules match. What is an Armageddon rules match? Nobody fucking knows. It's probably another no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match. But for some stupid reason, they're calling it an Armageddon rules match, whatever the fuck that is. Who wins? The Undertaker or The Executioner? Undertaker. It's a pretty good guess. Because Undertaker doesn't lose very often. He does, he doesn't, but for the most part, Undertaker stomps his opponents. I just like that he's not annoying. Everyone great. else is. <laughs> Undertaker's great, man. <sighs> uh, we have an Intercontinental Championship match between Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Wild Man Ugh. Mark Marrow. I don't like either of them, but. But who do you think is going to win that match? Disney Prince. I think Disney Prince is going to win that one. Yeah. Triple H, okay. And the big main event, Brett the Hitman Hart challenging Psycho Sid for the WWF. How to fucking spell bitches. Wow. Brett the Hitman Hart, the excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be against Psycho Sid, who wins this match for the World Wrestling Federation title. Well, I feel like if Brett is going to throw out his whole game plan his normal way of doing it why would he win exactly and it feels like they're building to a big rematch between sid and Shawn michaels in front Mm -hmm. of one hundred and three thousand people at the alamo dome yeah yeah definitely so we'll see 
because on the next episode we will be reviewing in your house it's time you know what it's time for Wondry Hill what a great this episode what a great segue that's perfect okay this episode was amazing now I have to say now I know you're gonna give me my the star rating at the end of the episode so I'll have to rate how I feel. And I'm going to have to do the same thing about wrestling. Yeah, for sure. But my God, this episode was a fucking banger. Right? I couldn't believe how good it was. I usually don't have high hopes for a lot of these episodes, but this one fucking blew me away. It was no so fun. Joke. It, it was, was a fun episode. But it reminded me of wrestling because of the twists, the turns, the drama, all the shit that happened. Of course, it reminded him of wrestling. Amalgamation, brother. Episode six, Every Night is Another Story. Every Monday Mm -hmm. night is another story. October 27th, 2003. Yeah. We start with... Peyton is driving in a blue punch buggy, by the way. Yeah. Whose car is it, Blue punch buggy, no take backs. And Haley's in the car, which they've never all hung out together. And then... Brooke is covering her ears because the music is being like blasting. Mm-hmm. And she's like lying down in the back seat. It's kind of weird. Like what yeah. the hell's going on? And then it cuts to they pull up and there's Nathan and Lucas like they're in a car and then they're like bail because the car is not going anywhere. It's, yeah, it's stuck, stuck in the mud. Yeah. The girls pull up and they see Nathan and Lucas hanging out together, together. and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So then, so we get dropped in this episode. Yeah, and all this we have no idea what's going. All on. All these things are happening. I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm thinking, why did is they Haley steal with the girls? Did they steal another fucking bus? Like, are we gonna have our second Grand Theft Auto fucking bus episode? Well, technically, they tried to do some Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get Grand Theft Auto. It's interesting. Um, yeah. But then we get the it's weird. Then we get the black screen with the white lettering twelve hours earlier. Goes back to the school. Yeah. So now we're gonna get the explanation of what happened. So Nathan asks Haley to go to the Ravens away game. This is the first away game that they're having for the season. Mm-hmm. She's like, Ah oh, yeah, I might go and ends up going. <laughs> Brooke goes into Peyton's room and they're talking about you know, the game and it's going to be so much fun and they're going to drive together. Anyways, they're going to drive together. Sounds fun. Uh, Peyton goes up to Lucas before they're all leaving for this big game and she's made him a mix CD Mm, as a thank you. Remember back in the day when we all made mix CDs for each other? all about the mix CDs. You're like kind of into somebody and you're like, hey, here's a CD of 17 songs that I put together. I made you a mix. I hope you like it. Name five songs that would be on your mix CD for me. Go. Uh... It's tough. I would go probably Taste of Ink by The Used. Mm-hmm. Uh, six by All That Remains. Mm. There's No I in Team from Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Seven Minutes in Heaven. That's Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. And Fuck You by The Used because, you know, fuck you. Fuck you. What fuck you. Yeah, I like that song. It's a great good song. Good choices. That's pretty good. Like, if I got a mix CD of those five songs, I'd be pretty stoked on it. 
Also, you'd be like, wow, this girl's emo as shit. She's emo as shit. And you were super you emo. You said emu. Emu? <laughs> I said emo. Whatever. Whatever. I said emo. But you were very emo back in high school. And that's when we were doing the whole mix CD thing back in the yeah, day. Right? So this style. is definitely I the song. Mixtapes. Yeah, mixtapes, mix CDs are great times. <laughs> okay. What would you do for me? Well, first I'd start off with. I am a real American. Oh, no. I get the Hulk Hogan theme song. On oh, there. he's doing all wrestling themes. I would do. Fucker. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin isn't in this episode of Monday Night Raw. So, of course, I would say Glass Shatter, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, God. I would get. <laughs> Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase's theme song. I would get. I would get NWO's theme song in there, so Hulk Hogan twice. And then, of course, I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. Oh, God. I get Shawn Michaels' theme song in there as well. On, in all honesty, as much as I would like to do a mix CD with all wrestling theme songs, no thanks. I would put, and this is my for realsies one. For realsies. For realsies. This is mine that I would make for you. I would put Nabla Viscaris and Plague Flowers the Kaleidoscope. Oh man, I love that. I would song. Put that on there. I would put Iron Maiden's The Wicker Man. <laughs> That's like reasons. one of our first few dates. I would put I love Metallica, so I have to put a Metallica song on there. So mm-hmm. I put Sad But True on there for you. Mm-hmm. First song you learned on drums fully. Exactly. Uh, need to get some funk in there. So I definitely put Jerry was a race car driver by Primus oh, in there because they're just the best. And to get the death metal flowing along with Neo, I would get cattle decapitations, a living, breathing piece of defecating meat in there as well. Ew. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's my mix for you. No, it's not the wrestling one as much as I would like it to be. Mm. So you know that Peyton's mix for Lucas is probably going to be a lot like your mix for me. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of emo shit on there. Lots but of emo. She's got a really good taste in music, so I'll give her that. But, you know, I get it. Like, she was going through a tough time the last episode, sure. so she and wanted he to was, thank him. He was there for her. It was know. great. I love how, okay, they're going to Pickerington. Yeah. Pickerington. And yeah. the team name is, we don't know, but. It's the Pickerington Pirates. Oh, okay, it's the Pirates. <laughs> the Pickerington Hicks, as Nathan so affectionately refers to yeah. them as. <laughs> does, does that mean that Henry and Phineas O'Godwin's going to be on the team? Oh, God. And, uh, Pickerington there? He couldn't wait to say that. <laughs> I mean, there's tons of mullets and Hicks and Southern people in wrestling, so it kind of makes sense that Pickerington would fall into line with that. I don't know, but anyways, they have this game, the first away game, and... Now they're going to have to take a bus to fucking Pickerington. And I hope they don't steal it like they fucking did last time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we cut to Deb and Dan. They're at home. They're packing up. They're going away um, for an event Mm -hmm. of some sort. Staying in a hotel Staying in a hotel together. Apparently, the hotel is only 30 minutes away from their house. So Dan's like... Why are we staying in a hotel? And she's like, because we need an old-fashioned night out. We need a nice little night out together. Without basketball for 48 hours. That He can't even go 48 minutes without no, basketball. No, he can't. Ugh. 
Dan pisses me off on all kinds of levels. <laughs> yep. And like this episode just makes it even more like, what a dick. He's a heel. What a dick. Yeah. So they're going away for the night. Um, apparently Karen is going to the same event. Yeah. With Keith. Lucas and Karen are at the house. Karen's asking for dress opinions. Um, and I, I like how Lucas calls it the Justice League dinner. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, it's a small business league dinner. Um, so it makes sense that they would all be going together. Like, well, Keith and Karen going together because they each have their own small business. Small business, yeah. And then Dan has a business. Makes sense. That they would all be going, but that just, that's just a recipe for a whole lot of fucking drama, Mm. don't you think? Yeah, put them all together in one room, maybe even at one table, see the fireworks happen. Yeah, who knows? Especially if they're going like by last name for seating arrangement. Yeah. Because Scott, 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 Roe. Yeah. All together. All together. Oh, and by the way. Punk and disorderly <laughs> walked, so only fans can run. Yeah, Brooke going and flashing her booty in <laughs> on the camera, just lifts up her cheerleaders. Very ahead of its time. Yeah, again, kind of a sign of the times from what it was, but very ahead of the time for where we're actually going with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Next, the team gets on the bus and. They want to listen to their own music, I'm sure. But guess who gets to pick the fucking music on the bus ride over to Pickerington? (laughs) Whitey, he holds up a cassette tape. (laughs) And I guarantee, I guarantee that he will pick Barry Manilow. (laughs) Because he looks like a Barry Manilow fan. Probably. Who knows? He put something on and I don't know what the fuck it is. But it sounds something close to Barry Manilow. He doesn't like heavy metal. a song about love or something? I Um, don't know. He doesn't like heavy metal. He doesn't like rock and roll. All he ever listens to is Barry Manilow. Did you hear that his, um, he said that the theme for the music was defense? Right. (laughs) And then Lucas just puts the mix CD from Peyton Yes. In his Discman. In his Discman, which oh I also had. God. I had a Walkman and I had, I had a Walkman that was like a cassette Walkman as oh, well, yeah. too. I had that shit. I had that. Mine was green. It was awesome. And I had a Discman and an MP3 player. I had a SanDisk MP3 player. So I had a black Walkman. Mm-hmm. My Discman was, I had two different ones. I had a silver one. Yep. But it was trash. It skipped all the time. Yeah. And then I got a blue one. Like bright blue, but then it had these yellow clamp handles. Oh, I know exactly. They're like plastic, right? On yeah. the sides, yeah. My, I had the green one, uh, the cassette Walkman, a green one with the black clamp handle on it to keep it in. And then I had two Dismans. I had a Sony, a black Sony one that was older, so it skipped a lot. But then I had a blue and white Sony that had anti-skip technology on it. Yep cutting fucking edge. my blue one had anti-skip and it's it still <laughs> i managed to get it to skip wow you would <laughs> so we get to the game and wow nathan and lucas there's a comment made here 
and uh lucas looks at uh peyton i guess nathan was playing like shit and he looks at her and she's he's like no wonder you broke up with him or i saw nathan in the shower no wonder wonder. you broke up with him (laughs) so they start a little shovey match and then it's a full-on Donnie Brook business is picking up. It's an old school slobber knocker, damn it. Oh, God. Ew. Oh, my That sounds God. disgusting. <laughs> I hate that every time the I hear it. The second fist fight that Lucas and Nathan have had in this series. And again. In the Lu- series. In the series. Let's Lucas just clarify that. With, Lucas with the fucking ground and pound again, going for the double leg probably gonna put him in the steiner recliner he's gonna get that one two three of the tap out it's just a full-on donnie brook man it well, is and then a, ref. a brawl guess what we actually see a ref do their job for <laughs> <once>. <laughs> it's one thing that's not like throws wrestling. them out of the game and whitey's like what the hell they're on the same team but brooke got knocked out yeah, she she took a she got injured. She took a hit there. Yeah, she kind of was caught in the middle. She was in the middle of yeah, everything. They hurt her leg or ankle whatever, or something. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> so it's kind of funny that yeah, Whitey's kind of making a stink about how you know they're getting tossed from the game yet they're on the same team for fighting each other. Shit happens. What are you gonna do? So they need the big long bus ride back to think about. Well. Uh, here's the thing is yeah. they're gonna have the big long Supposed bus ride to. back but what he's like well now you got time to think about what you did and he makes them fucking walk back to tree hill and i don't know how Pickerton. long i don't know how long it is it is for the distance it's i don't know but honestly if in today's day and age anyway if parents got wind of a basketball coach making two kids walk like hours from a road game there'd probably be some lawsuits or something going on oh i'm like honestly so surprised that dan scott wasn't all up on that shit but the thing was is that we haven't seen the aftermath of it because we've only seen what happened during that day since Mm -hmm. since then we haven't really seen what has gone on yeah now brooke is back at the pickerington high school and it feels like a pokemon battle here because brooke uses slut to get what she wants <laughs> she has a power wow. up she has a power up wow um it's yeah slut she's powers. she's in the first aid area <laughs> and um the guy he's like a student doctor or whatever he's trying to help her out and check out her ankle and um she's asking for something for the pain and he's like here i'll give you one and she's like one for tomorrow please yeah totally charming she uses the slut power up that's what she does and then he's like trying to explain to her take half every like 12 hours or something like that no she downs it pops both of them in her mouth and just swallows it so now she's in for a fucking ride <laughs> and she i wish i was is, Brooke in this situation she's not friends with Haley at all no she's not friends with Haley, but she's so fucking out of it that she thinks they're friends and she invites them to take the ride back to tree hill in yeah. the punch buggy in her punch buggy but here's the thing she decides that she doesn't like Haley's name. So she's going to change it. <laughs> what did she change it to? She's changing it to Brooke. She's like, wow. I'm going to call you Brooke. 
Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, Brooke at the best of times can be a little ditzy, but holy shit. Oh, I this love is, her. This is the She's next great. level. This is the next level right here. And Peyton's driving, and there's only one rule in the car when Peyton's driving. Don't touch the music. There's That's also a rule in my car, too. If I'm driving, don't touch the fucking music. Don't do it. Unless I tell you you can. Don't touch the fucking stereo. I do what I want because you do it to me all the time, bitch. But that's not your rule. That's my rule, brother. So now officially, Nathan and Lucas are on the long walk home. Thanks to Whitey. They've been booted. You got booted off the bus. Without their wallets. Yeah, they don't have their wallets. They don't have their IDs. They don't really have anything. No phone, no nothing. It's just them. And they got to work out their fucking issues on the way home. So a car pulls up just in front of them. They're thinking, hey, you know, maybe it's a ride. Well, Lucas is kind of apprehensive. He doesn't think it's a great idea. And usually when you're walking down a very dark road close to a forest late at fucking night and a car pulls up beside you and you don't know what it is, probably not a good idea to get in. Not the best. But Nathan's not exactly the brightest penny in the fountain. Not exactly (laughs) the sharpest knife in the drawer. Not exactly the brightest bulb. So, of course, he goes right in there. And who's in the fucking car? Pickerington Hicks. The Pickerington Things are in the car. Yeah. Oh, my God. They bring new meaning to, like, Southern Bumpkin. Like, I watch enough wrestling to know there's a lot of weird mullet-having Southern Bumpkin wrestlers. But holy shit, these guys could fit in right on Monday Night Uh, Raw. They're so fucking hick. So funny. Like, they're just, like... I'm the thing. Uh, I'm like, thing one, and I'm thing three because I'm the third one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm thing. Yeah, I'm thing one. Yeah, and I'm thing three because I'm, I'm the, the third. third. It's one. like, what the hell? Yeah, they're stupid as fuck. So dumb. Anyways, they kidnap the guys. Finally, Lucas gets in the car with them. Yeah, and that was dumb, but whatever. <laughs> so these guys get them to strip down naked and well, they go, have a gun well they have their underwear on at least but yeah they have a they gun they have a in quotations gun yeah not real but whatever yeah um so N- lucas and nathan need to go into the gas station and they're supposed to get a few things strip down mind you yeah yeah and uh no porno magazines though yeah they didn't get the porno Got and the, the guys booze, though. the things were very pissed about that uh, but they did get the booze. How do these fucking 16-year-olds get booze? Not only that, booze while they're in their fucking underwear. Well, remember what Lucas said? I don't know. He's like, would you card us? Because they were just in their underwear. I would. But then someone at the gas station was calling 911. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the cops seem to come by. And, of course, there's no plates on these fucking idiots' cars. Right. <laughs> but they do manage to to get away from they the get cops. Away, yeah. They do get away. They go and hide. They find a little muddy area in the forest. And, and, they, and they get the boys out. Duck down. Yeah, they duck down. They get out. And now they're making Lucas and Nathan fight to the death, basically, for these clothes back. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins this fight is going to get their clothes back. And now we're working on our third fucking fight of the series, second of the episode. Mm-hmm. And 
and Lucas is thinking that they're they're not going to fight. And of course, Nathan just the straight right working punch, close fist right to the fucking face. I think that probably should have been a disqualification because it was a close fist. But be that as it may, I feel that Lucas got pissed off and he channeled Kurt Angle and did another double leg and takes Nathan down. But I think. The pebble would be proud because Nathan hits Nathan hits a hell of a spine buster on the car. The pebble oh, would approve. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, Good fight. Good fight. <laughs> it's a damn slobber knocker again. Yeah. Well, and then they get Nathan gets the keys out of the ignition. He backs off of Lucas, and the window's open, so he just goes and grabs him, and then he says, "Oh." I'll give you keys back. One by one. For pieces of clothing. Yep. So they start to get their clothing back. But at the end, there's one key left and it's the car key. And he tosses it in the fucking woods. He hucks that key harder than Lucas hucked those keys at fucking keith or dan in the first episode it was keith was it keith Um, yeah (laughs) just a fucking piss missile again by nathan well he decides uh nathan decides he doesn't need a shirt that bad yeah he'd rather keep the key or throw the key he launches the fucking key so um (laughs) turns out he didn't actually launch the key it was just the The key key chain. chain yeah so, so he pulled the fucking Russo swerve on the Pickerington Hicks, and now they're looking in the forest for some key that's not actually there. And then they wait it out for a little bit while they're looking around. And- Lucas gives <laughs> Nathan his sweater because he had a shirt on anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, might as well keep. But then Nathan they go warm. and grab that car and fucking take off. Nope, they try to take off. They're stuck in the mud. Remember. Mm. When the episode started, they were like spinning out in mud. That's where it heads to. That's right, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we have the B story, the B uh, pay-per-view story of that lame the dinner. dinner with Dan and Deb and Karen Honestly, and I didn't Keith. like this side story. As much as I like Keith, Karen, Dan Scott's my favorite heel. Like, he's a great heel, and I Ugh, love him. Worst. But with this little secondary, you know, small business, whatever, it's just kind of lame. It doesn't really fit in the episode. It takes away too much from the rest of the goodness of the episode. That's the only gripe I have with this episode. Although the thing is with that part of the episode, you know, you can see how passionate Keith is at defending. Sure. Like Karen. Karen. And even Deb, honestly. And Yeah, exactly. But... It just does feel a little out of place because everything else in this episode is just a straight fucking it's so fun. disaster. It's just a fucking train wreck. And then you have this lame dinner with this kind of side story. It's not that much fun. It only gets fun when they try to throw in another fight into this yeah, fucking episode. I was going to say, did you forget there was and, another fight? And Keith gets all pissed off and throws a, a really bad working punch and he completely whiffs on it, probably because he he's was been drunk. drinking. And Dan just kind of sidesteps him and, you know, that's kind of the end of it. It's not, it's not great. I understand, but it's still not great. And yet... It does lead to... Kind of Keith professing Keith. his fucking love for Karen. Yeah, she said that Lucas thought it was like 
a date for them and she was like yeah i was kind of thinking that too and then he's like yeah i was imagining that as well so i i love how they need gas for the punch buggy (laughs) yeah they run out of gas like the car starts well brooke's stupid so this is okay this is like do i hear birds because she's stoned as shit but she threw her pom-poms out of the car earlier she did but brooke is so fucking stupid because not only does she not keep gas in this car gas gauges this is how gas gauges work, brother. If they fucking tell you that you're running out of gas, you don't run out of gas five seconds fucking later. You still got about 50 to 60 kilometers before you actually run out of gas. Now this thing runs out of gas about five to 10 seconds after the gas gauge says mm-hmm. it's going to be empty soon. So now they're empty. They got to go to a fucking gas station. Well, in 2003, there's no fucking pay at the pump. You can't put your card at the fucking pump. <laughs> gas stations aren't open 24-7 especially in fucking Pickerington or whatever town they are in between Pickerington and One Tree Hill. I love how Brooke it's happened close. to have a gas can in her trunk. I've never had a gas can in my trunk ever. She can't fucking keep But she her doesn't have tank it full yet she has a jerry can in her fucking trunk which punch buggies have notoriously small trunks. Yep. So why would you keep a jerry can just for this situation, I guess? But this gas station is closed. Mm -hmm. 20 year ago problems. Not our problems anymore. I can gas up at four o'clock in the morning if I want to. Yeah. Not back then, though. So what do they do to get gas? (laughs) Haley. How many laws? How many laws are broken in this fucking episode? You got fucking. She sees this truck just sitting there and she's like, I've got an idea. And turns out there's a hose just conveniently sitting in the truck bed. And not Peyton, not Brooke, not Dan, not fucking Lucas or Nathan or any of these Pickering guys. It's fucking Haley who knows how to siphon gas from a car. (laughs) The most innocent person in this show (laughs) so far fucking knows how to siphon gas uh, how many laws are broken in this episode you got grand theft auto you got uh, child abandonment <laughs> and you got fucking gas siphoning like holy shit yeah there's more laws broken in the wrestling <laughs> this is insane oh lord i doubt that anyway <laughs> so <laughs> Haley and peyton had left brooke in the car when they went to get the gas when they go back they're you know opening up the roof of the car because it's a convertible convertible. and Haley notices that brooke is sleeping on the back seat with her butt in the air but brooke threw all the pom-poms out of the car earlier when she was stoned as shit and she's sleeping on pom-poms Plot holes, brother. What the fuck? Those aren't supposed to be there, bitch. But right when it comes down to it, this is the first episode, and now it has taken six episodes for Lucas and Nathan to actually bond a little bit. Not asking somebody to go to their beach party and then shading him while they're there or hazing the fuck out of him. There's actually some real brother-to-brother fucking telepathy here. They actually had to work together. They work together as a team like they're supposed to on Mm -hmm. their fucking basketball squad. And now they're actually doing it so they can take these hicks down and get back home. Mm -hmm. Unbelievably enough, it has finally happened. But (laughs) 
Now we go back to the beginning of the episode again, and now it all is explained what has yeah. happened. It's all wrapped up in a nice little bow, and now we understand what happened on this crazy night 12 hours earlier from the beginning of the episode. It's a very interesting way to do an episode. I love how they did this episode. I thought they filmed it great. I thought the whole idea for it. But again, I have a bone to pick with you. Why? Because you like to talk about how jarring it is for Monday Night Raw to start without an intro. And yet they show the end of this episode at the beginning. Don't tell you a fucking thing. <laughs> and go on so with the fun. episode. But they never do that. That's the thing is they hardly like do a switch up like that. So... With one, how am I supposed to know that? This is episode six. They they didn't do that with the first five, but now they did it with the six. Yeah. So that means one out of six, they've done it already. But still, like it's not something that's very common for them. So they kind of it gives you that little what the hell is happening here, and then it's all explained very quickly, like fairly quickly over the episode. It is, but. That's the fun of it. I think it's fun that it happens once in a blue moon with One Tree Hill. But when it is wrestling and it's every fucking time where it's just so jarring when it starts like yeah, that. Yeah, but what if it's, it's just hard. that's just the intro now is that it just goes right into a match. They don't actually have like a theme song intro. Now, eventually they do go back to a theme song intro. But maybe because, that, maybe because they don't want to use that intro that they've had for like almost four years that they just want to get right into things and they want to cut the music until they get a new one because they're tired of the old one. Now they're waiting and writing and recording a new song. Later on, One Tree Hill does a switch up with their intro too. What? No. Later on. Please don't tell me they got rid of Gavin DeGraw. I'm not going to give you any details. No. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm not watching the show anymore if Gavin DeGraw is not fucking involved. Um, rude. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, but, no, they do do a switch up. But until they kind of fully decide that that's what they're doing, like, they kind of test it over a few episodes here Interesting. and there. You get, like, if it's a more serious episode, it tends to have, like, the soft start. You don't get the full intro. Cold open. And then eventually it just goes to... You still get a little bit of an intro. You get the, you know, One Tree Hill, you know, this is the show title. Basketball playing on the bridge. But then, you know... It's it's shortened. It's not as long of an intro as it was. Have you ever been in a Volkswagen Beetle before? Yeah. Um, one of our friends that used to live down the street, her first vehicle was a Volkswagen Beetle, but she didn't have her license yet. She only had her L. And <laughs> if her mom listens to this right now, she'll be very pissed off with us. But uh, we just went and took just the car it. one night and we drove to Harrison. But I had to drive because she couldn't. Did you just run red lights like Peyton the entire way there? No. Uh- <laughs> also, do you realize how not roomy punch buggies are? I don't quite remember. My aunt used to have um, the like vintage punch buggy as well not much room not much room from what i re- i mean i was young with that one and when um holly had hers it really wasn't i mean i was early 20s early 20s actually no i was still like 
18, 19, because I didn't even live in Harrison yet. But the point I'm making is that they're not very roomy. And now we have five of them in a fucking beetle all the way back to Tree I know, Hill. two basketball players. And two players of them being basketball players. In the back seat with Brooke. Brooke's middle I know, and the brothers. I know. Oh, God. I know Brooke's small. Like, she's. But still, that's that back seat is not meant for, for three people. Barely meant for two. Yeah. So. Thoroughly enjoyable. Like, this is definitely the best episode I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I liked pretty much everything about it besides the the secondary Dan and, and Keith story. Outside of that, this one was a banger. And I give it a 4.20. Oh, shit. Okay. You get it? I give it a 420. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the episode of Monday Night Raw, what would you give that for a rating? Uh, it wasn't the best. It wasn't super. It wasn't great, but definitely not the best episode we've seen. But it was. It was okay. Two point three. Two point three. I'll I'll live with that. Four point two zero for Damn, One Tree Hill. So that's very high praise on a scale of five. And I'm already giving these episodes a four point two zero. I haven't given it a three point one six yet, though. <laughs> Eventually, that'll come. Uh huh. Yes. Yes, that'll wrap up. Episode 6 of Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with Episode 7 of One Tree Hill. It was a fun episode. That was a great episode. I really, really enjoyed it. So we'll one be of back my with, favorites. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Especially for Season 1. Usually Season 1 is meant for a character development. And yet, like, we did it get, was, we did get character development for a lot of the characters. But we also got a fucking train wreck. And you know how much I love train wrecks? I love wrestling. So I love train wrecks. Of course you do. So next week it'll be episode seven and then it'll also be a pay-per-view WWF in your house. It's time, brother. I vote not. Well, too fucking bad for you. That's rude. This is the format. Oh, I even have to tell you now too, starting in, I think, February, March of 1997, Monday Night Raw is a two hour show. No. (laughs) What the fuck? You should be watching two episodes of One Tree Hill to my one episode. and Yeah, but if we can review a 47-minute episode of One Tree Hill in the same time that we can review uh, our 15, 20 episode of Monday Night Raw, so be it. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. Please listen to us next week for that wonderful episode. And please listen to us on any streaming service you choose, especially Deezer. And Fuck you. <laughs> follow us on TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. But until next week. He bids you adieu. You bid us. You bid them adieu as well. <laughs> I do.